How does it feel to have a dangerous mind? Yeah, oh, I'm talking to us. We have dangerous minds. This is a series of clips, very carefully selected, I'm sure, of a guy named Andrew Tate. You probably heard about Andrew Tate. We played some clips of him a couple months ago. I didn't know who he was. I just learned he was an MMA type fighter. And I heard him speaking about the COVID and slavery and what the party's doing. And I thought, wow, this guy gets it. I didn't know about this stuff. And some of what he says here is flat disgusting. Some of it's just, you know, attention getting, but some of it is vile and disgusting, particularly talking here about women. If your girl starts acting up, go and f her friend. Because women live for attention. If your woman has a celebrity crush, she doesn't respect you. The army is not an all-inclusive club for everyone. It doesn't have to be gender inclusive. The only water I drink is sparkling water because sparkling water is for rich people. Boom in her face and grip her up by the neck. But shut up, Yeah, that's last one there. That's that's how you treat the ladies. So YouTube disappeared him, banned him. And they say it's because of that. What? What, YouTube? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I really appreciate you. Without you out there, there's no me in here. The show cannot exist without you. We can't do what we do at this level without you. And I appreciate you making the decision to listen to the program. I sound like an uh, airplane pilot. We're aware that you have choices when you fly. We thank you for choosing Herman Airlines. God forbid I become a pilot. I couldn't do the math. I guess I could fly an ultralight. Math and me. Well, used to be friends and I stopped caring. <laughs> hey, Soda Weight Loss. It's SodaWeightLoss.com. Partner of the week. I wish you could see the look um, in the eyes of my loved one when we sat and had dinner for the fourth week. Her fourth week on the program, I wish you could see the change I see. I only get to see her every week. So I'm like a, a big time-lapse camera walking around looking at her when we go to dinner once a week. You have a dangerous mind. This is the conclusion that one would reach if one looks at what the party has planned now. We all have dangerous minds. Facebook has announced uh, that is going to let so-called fact-checkers comment on posts that may not be verifiably false. <laughs> so, <laughs> Facebook intends to let blue-check special people burst into your page. They're not your friends, not even a fake Facebook friend that you don't really know. And you think, how'd, that, how'd they get on my page again? They're going to allow them to burst onto your page and say, let me add some of my thoughts to this. And they're going to get special privileges to do that. And their special opinion is going to rise to the top and be atop a, a all of your actual friends' comments right below yours because you have a dangerous mind. And that's the only conclusion I can reach. And, and what is the danger in our minds? I would say this. If you made it through the PSYOP of COVID and you never believed woke masks worked, and, and just let's say that you wore one because you simply couldn't afford to quit your job. And you wore it and you knew it was garbage. Maybe you're one of the people who put a little message on your mask that said placebo. Well, you made it. You've got a, a pretty dangerous mind. If you made it through the COVID PSYOP and you never wore a woke mask or you did it once or twice because you simply had to, my instance of taking the knee was our daughter was in the emergency room. I, yep, I put a woke mask on. 
And then when I walked into the actual emergency room, I saw that no one was wearing the woke masks. It was only in the lobby where anyone cared. Because, of course, that's where the media could come. And in the in the actual room where a daughter was getting worked on, none of the doctors wore the woke masks. I, I, I took mine off the second I walked through those doors. If you made it through that, you have a dangerous mind. If you made it through that way, if you made it through without getting injected, man, you are dangerous. Join me in that in in having a dangerous mind. A dangerous mind, according to the left and the party, is a mind that will no longer be influenced by the left or the party. That's a dangerous mind. And it's not just in social media. Academia has been utterly captured by the party. Academia is a member of the party. And I remember the day I realized they were going after the hard sciences. I'll have to see if I can find this audio. It was back when Evergreen State College, so-called, was taken over. And a group of men dressed like women and Antifa types seized control of the college. And by seizing control, I mean they took captive the so-called president, George Bridges. They made him stay in a seat for six or seven hours. He asked, he raised his hand, an adult man, a president of a college, raised his hand and said, may I go to the bathroom? And they said, no. And he later said, oh, I would have gone to the bathroom if I really needed to, but I just decided to just play along, right? You decided to play along with people who were using baseball bats to break windows, to destroy college property. You didn't call the police. You let them do that. You let them hold you captive for six or seven hours because you know they run the place. That's not a dangerous mind. Those are dangerous minds. That was all done in relation to Brett Weinstein, who used to be a professor there. You know Brett and his brother now because of the Dark Horse podcast, which has done so well. Um, that was because Brett Weinstein refused to take the knee to these same people who were pushing to take over the hard sciences. Here's what I mean. The party had long ago taken over the soft sciences. Sociology is a soft science. They'd long ago taken that over and sociology proves that only black people have ever been victims. Only white people have ever been perpetrators. That's what sociology now proves because it has been ideologically seized. The education department has been ideologically seized and now it's no longer about education. We know the story. It's about indoctrination, but there was still biology. Biology still had hard sciences. There were still biological truths. They can't have biological truths. Postmodernists cannot have anything that is a solid truth. They cannot have any deviation from this. And this is the great contradiction that's so entertaining about postmodernists. They will tell you that listen to this for listen to the internal contradiction. That will tell you how insane this is. The internal contradiction. They will look you in the eye and say, here's a fact. There are no solid truths. That's a fact. When your belief structure has an internal contradiction in the first two words, you don't have a belief structure. You have an internal argument with yourself, but that's not a dangerous mind. So that moment at Evergreen State College, I remember saying, oh, they're going after the math department. They're going after biology and math because those things are fact-based. Now we have the famous statement from Bill Gates that math is racist. Now we have Common Core and we can look at Common Core in the rearview mirror. Common Core was a softening of math. It was taught that, oh, this is just better ways to solve problems. And this is just breaking down math for people um, in more exact ways and more creative ways. No, it wasn't. It was a softening of math. How do I know? Because it put in the hands of teachers the ability to decide if an answer was right or wrong. Example, students would be asked, estimate an answer to the following equation. So the equation could be 20 plus 19, estimate. If a student came in and said the answer is 39, the teacher was licensed. She had full authority to say, no, no, you got this answer wrong. You were to estimate that is the answer. If a student came along and said, I estimate the answer is 20. 
or I estimate the answer is 30, the teacher could go, no, that's not a good estimate. Why? It's just not. It empowered teachers to be the arbiters of what is mathematically sound. It inserted useless, confusing, idiotic steps into solving problems like 20 plus 19. Well, how many tens are there? I don't care. I can just look at that and see it's 39. One plus two is three and the nine's added to a zero. It's 39. Nope. How many tens? How many ones? How many steps can you make that so it becomes confusing? It was to confuse and to soften. Likewise in biology. So the dangerous minds are also in biology. This is from a well-known um, scientific journal, which is, well, I mean, it was formerly a scientific journal. It has now decided to no longer be a scientific journal. This comes from a website, by the way, a really good website called reclaimthenet.org. I encourage you to use it, reclaimthedebt.org. Nature Human Behavior, a monthly online scientific journal published by German-British company Springer Nature has announced what it calls its new ethics guidance that looks to tackle, quote, potential harms, like a harm like Ben Shapiro showing up at a podcast event. An editorial goes on to state that the ever hazy notion of harms here concerned those human population groups that are not participating in scientific research, yet might be harmed by it. When those behind the new guidelines seek to further clarify what the journal will now consider as censorship targets, it only further muddles the waters in terms of offering an actual definition. It's about content that undermines or, quote, or could reasonably perceive, be perceived to undermine rights and dignities of individual groups. You know what this is coming from, obviously. It's the transgender lie as an excuse but because this is a scientific journal. You don't get to say in science that there is male versus female DNA and genomes and the resulting physical structure because that could undermine the rights of men to pretend to be women. Furthermore, in nature's um, behaviors, own words, these rights and dignity stem from, quote, socially constructed or socially relevant groupings. This is a scientific journal admitting that they're going to censor scientific experiments, even if they are, the, 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 the thesis cannot be disproven, even if the thesis appears solid, even if it's peer reviewed, even if it's a physical test, they actually ran physical tests and said, yes, this is what happens when these compounds interact. Nope. If that runs against what the popular or powerful people think, the socially constructed or socially relevant groupings, we're not publishing it. And Reclaim the Net adds, what seems to be happening here is that a scientific journal recognizes that there are ethics mechanisms already in place to protect people participating in research, but now the goal is to restrict what can and cannot be published by the platform through considering potential benefits and indirect harm to all humans. It's the ultimate softening of science. It is an admission. If the results of a scientific study would hurt feelings, we are not publishing them. And Facebook aligns with fact checkers, amongst them, people like that from academia, who intend to come and say, your conclusion that scientific analysis shows kids are better off with two parents could harm people who want to pretend that's not the case. Therefore, that scientific fact through observation, observable, repeatable, falsifiable study of parenting outcomes, that fact is dangerous and could potentially harm others' views of themselves. Therefore, it may not be untrue, but scientific journals will not publish it and we Facebook will let our so-called fact checkers dive into your post, get first up rights and say, actually, no. So what defines a dangerous mind to the left? What defines it? What are the characteristics of a dangerous mind? 
I would conjecture that a dangerous mind is a mind that they are having a whole lot of problems swaying. That when they spent all this money, your money, with Harvard to figure out, and, and, they, and they studied 45,000 people, and they decided to study how to con, blackmail, charm, threaten, lie to, bribe people into getting injected and it didn't work the way they wanted when they didn't get anywhere near unanimous when there's a whole bunch of people from early on who looked at this and said nope opting out that didn't happen in their study their study never foresaw that dangerous minds have this in common that we seek to understand a thing before we accept a thing that we seek to balance it against known behaviors. That's pattern recognition. Pattern recognition is a big part of IQ. I didn't know that. I was just reading about pattern recognition because I think it's the key to, to staying safe in a lot of this stuff. God gave us the gift of pattern recognition for goodness sake. So I started to read about pattern recognition. I found out it is a key marker of high IQ. Okay, that's a dangerous mind. Or people who take high IQs and balance that on or, 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 or place that upon the very basis of truth, which is the word of God. That's a distinctly dangerous mind. Because now you have people, not only are they using intelligence granted them by God that they get to steward, they're using that. They're balancing against the actual word of God to come back and say, wait just a second. God invented moms and dads. God invented the family. God spent a lot of time in the Bible talking about how a proper family works. God spent a lot of time talking about the proper role of a father. God spent a lot of time modeling the proper role of families. And God did not deviate from that. And I can look at scientific results across decades and say, look at that. It is better off when kids are with a mom and dad than just a mom or with two moms or two dads. Look at that. I can look at the studies. That makes us a dangerous mind. What makes it particularly dangerous is when we will not take a knee to the party's consistent decades-long effort to force us all to think the same thing. Man, that's dangerous. That's a dangerous mind. And we can see this in their behaviors and how they treat us. So that brings us to Andrew Tate. I had no idea who Andrew Tate was. I just knew that he was getting canceled and banned by YouTube. Oh, so I went and I looked him up and I said, oh yeah, I remember this guy. We ran some audio from him a couple of months ago because he was attacking the COVID scam and he was talking about bullying and he's an MMA fighter. I thought that was a really interesting clip. I saw that it get all this, this, these retweets. Okay, that's interesting. This guy apparently has an audience because he's an MMA fighter. He's a good looking guy. He's yoked. Okay, get it. But he said things that said, okay, that appeals to me. Then I learned that it got canceled. And in looking through the Dangerous Minds segment, because I wanted to talk about Dangerous Minds, I was inspired by this. There's a college called Colin College. It fired a professor over social media posts. Okay. Very common. That happens these days. Colin College fired a professor, Susanna Jones, for views she expressed on her social media. Um, a judge has said, not only is this clearly unconstitutional, uh, more importantly to me is the outcome of this. They're letting her go after the actual administrators. Now think of this. She gets to sue the people, not the college. And this is a fantastic realization by the judge. The college didn't fire her. The college is a building. It's a structure. It's a set of bylaws. Without people running it, it's inert. People fired her because she had a dangerous mind. The judge has ordered that she is able to now sue the individuals. And she's backed by a great big organization called FIRE, which, which concentrates on free speech on campus. Those administrators are about to experience what it's like to go to a judicial system. They've put other people through. 
this is the way to stop this stuff. So it was in researching this for the Dangerous Minds podcast that it came to me to look into Andrew Tate. All right, so Andrew Tate. YouTube says, or is I guess insisting that he's banned because of what he says about women. Okay, that's a lie. If, if, if that was the case, I can prove that was a lie very quickly. We'll do that as we continue. Andrew Tate was on with Tucker Carlson. I think this is more why Andrew Tate has been banned. It's not because of what he says about women. Oh, you know, I forgot to look at the, um, I forgot to look at the bone frog blend I'm drinking. Um, I'm recording earlier than normal. I, I socialized last week. And so I've gotten up very early to record this. I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me. I'm just telling you that it's not always that I'm having my first cup of coffee. Often I'm, I'm on my third or fourth when I'm with you. Oh, I know what I'm having. Uh, I'm having the bone frog roast. This is the medium roast. Now, I've noticed this about bone frog coffee. I get an experience from bone frog at bonefrog.us that I don't get from other copies. I was just drinking this. And as I was talking to you, I was just thinking, gosh, that is so full bodied. I never knew what that meant. <laughs> because I don't, I mean, look, my dad drank Folger's coffee. It was fine for him. I used to drink the, uh, the freeze dried Folger. You know, I put four scoops in a Mason jar and shake it up and put ice in it. That's how I used to do my coffee because it was just a caffeine carriage mechanism. It wasn't something that I enjoyed, but literally before I started doing this, uh, talking with you about bone frog, I literally took a sip of said and said, that is so full bodied. What is this? And I went, look, yeah, I'm remembering it's the bone frog roast. That's what I'm drinking. That's medium. I now know what full bodied means. I liken it to music. If you're in your car or where you like to listen to music and you've got the mix perfectly set so the bass is where you want it and the, the treble and, and the fade, all that stuff, and you really spend time doctoring it, your music sounds better because you're getting the highs and the lows. You're getting the harmonies, the lyrics are in the right place. And if, if you have the, the, the speaker set so you've got the, uh, the speakers in back playing a supporting role rather than competing with the speakers in the front, this is in your truck or your car. Now you're rocking. This is what full bodied means to me. And Bone Frog concentrates on the coffee experience. You can get the Frogman dark roast in the K-cup. You can get the Bone Frog medium roast in the K-cups. Okay, that's one experience. You can also get them in an espresso mix. Some young friends of ours, they, do, they, they drink espresso. They don't like the normal coffee. So we got them Bone Frog espresso. Next thing I know, my buddy's wearing a Bone Frog hat that I didn't even get. There's Bone Frog, um, there's medium dark there's the dark roast that's called Frogman. There's Zen Frog light roast. Don't laugh at light roasts. I did. I hated light roasts. I thought they were useless until I had the Zen Frog light roast. Here's the rest of the story. Yes, every bag says God, country, and team on it. Why? Because the founder of Bone Frog Coffee is a Christian man, and he is a 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. And proceeds from the company go to support the Navy SEALs, families of for, for fallen SEALs, SEALs who gave their life in service to this country. The website, really important to remember this. It's bonefrog.us. Okay, because at that website, you get 5% off subscription coffee forever. It's bonefrog.us. The Daily Mail uh, UK wrote about Andrew Stiles. And in reviewing the dangerous minds, I, I read through this piece that they published on him. And Andrew Stiles says some really awful, horrible things. I, I don't think that he's all the way a good dude. And they call him the king of toxic masculinity for a generation. Now, I don't believe in toxic masculinity. I believe in toxic people. Okay, people can be toxic, but masculinity is not in itself toxic. It can't be because it is not masculine, for instance, to grab a woman by the neck and choke her, as apparently Andrew Tate has said. In fact, I'll play you the audio. Andrew Tate is regularly seen online posting with beautiful women, mountains of cash and a fleet of supercars. It's a lifestyle that's earned him millions of followers on social media, but... The cigar-smoking, gun-toting, champagne-quaffing kickboxer from Lutton is the most notorious for his violent and abhorrent views on women, rape, manhood. And he stands accused of inflicting his malign influence on an entire generation of young men. Oh, like, like a rapper? 
No, like, like rappers. Right? Where, where am I wrong? I'm not saying all rappers. I'm saying a good majority of rappers, right? Go to YouTube. Spend a day listening to rap and tell me songs that don't contain rape-like messages about women and money and cars and guns. Fine. What, what percentage? I, I was in the gym the other day. I know. I know. I know. I know. You, Herman, you're pathetic. You're always in the gym. Yeah, I, I am. If I'm not with the family or church, I'm in gym. And a song came on and this guy was describing a literal act of rape of a woman. And I remember looking up at one of the coaches at the gym and, and I made eye contact with her and she's like figured out, wait, he's listening to the music and she heard it and ran over to the computer and changed channels. And she came over later and said, did you, was, did I hear that right? I said, yes, yes, that was describing a rape. So Andrew Tate, yeah, he has done some things. He was on a reality TV show. Apparently, he was the first housemate to be expelled from this reality TV show called Reality TV, I guess, Channel 5. And I like how they put it. Video surfaced of him beating a woman with a belt and asking how many bruises she had. The video didn't surface. They released it to get attention for the show. It didn't surface. It's not, it didn't just float up to the surface. He later claimed this had been part of a consensual uh, bondage, discipline, uh, sadism, and masochism sex play. And then he did the smart scheming thing. He used that to build an online presence. Incidentally, if you're a young man and a woman asks you to beat her, don't. That's, there's nothing manly about that. It's sick and it's not love and it's not sex. And I know what I'm talking about. I once had a girlfriend ask me to beat her up. True story. True story. I've never seen anything like it. I had a girlfriend ask me to beat her up. She'd done a bad thing. I mean, she did. She did a bad thing. And then she said, you should beat me up. I said, I'm not going to beat you up. You're insane. No, 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 no. I've had boyfriends that beat me up before and it's really good for me. So I want you to beat me. Like, I'm, there's not a chance in, in God's green universe that I would ever lift a hand or put a hand on you in that way. No. So back to Andrew Stiles. So Andrew Stiles does say some things, and this is a very, very short clip. It comes from the same article. Uh, clearly, it's cherry picking. There is a, a statement in here that's, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, other than that, it's flank, frankly pretty disgusting, particularly the bookends, the two comments about women. If your girl starts acting up, go and f*** her friend. Because women live for attention. If your woman has a celebrity crush, she doesn't respect you. The army is not an all-inclusive club for everyone. It doesn't have to be gender inclusive. The only water I drink is sparkling water because sparkling water is for rich people. Boom <laughs> in her face and then grip her up by the neck. Like, Shut up, So he's gained a following amongst young teen boys. And we're to believe that YouTube, in their great act of conscience, is banning Andrew Tate because of these dangerous comments about women. And do I really need to go get the rap songs? I, I'd rather not. Do I really need to go get the rap songs about pimping girls out? Because I can, but I'd rather not. Do I really need to go get the, the rap songs about beating women? I, I can, but I'd rather not. Because you know they exist and I know they exist. Or, or we could go to the fact that Google and YouTube spent two years banning the the coverage of Hunter Biden mistreating women. Banning it and disappearing it. Well, you would think that they would then want to ban any good news about Hunter Biden, but they don't. Hunter Biden does an interview, that's fine. You would think that they wouldn't feature interviews with people like Deshaun Watson, a football player who's now accused, I guess, of, I don't know, the 50th time of beating and raping girls. He's on suspension from the NFL and he just got drafted, as I understand it. Deshaun Watson, he's a quarterback, just got drafted. He's going to miss apparently his first season in the NFL or most of it because of these accusations. But they'll, they'll still put interviews of Deshaun Watson up. You can still go watch Deshaun Watson throw the football in college. 
You, and, and we could go through countless examples of people who've turned out to be really terrible to women. We could do Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis committed a murder and in, 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 in is still an NFL commentator. And Ray Lewis still gets to do TV. Uh, we could go to Mike Tyson. I, I know, I know that Mike Tyson late in life has become conservative. And I know that he's kind of figured out that he was used and he had a lot of mental problems and no doubt. I think Mike Tyson was used, no doubt used for other people to make money. And I'm not, that doesn't mean that it's okay for him to rape women or to beat women or to beat people up or to break jaws, but you can still go watch interviews with Mike Tyson. You can still go watch interviews with all sorts of people who give all sorts of social media platforms. So I do not believe for five seconds that Andrew Tate was banned by YouTube because he says terrible things about women. I think it's, I think it's something far more dangerous to them because remember that the audience is young men. The audience is teen boys. Andrew Stiles has a dangerous mind. And I can separate the Andrew Stiles who is apparently, well, he's not a trillionaire. He claims to be the world's first trillionaire. That's, that's simply not true. Um, he does talk about, hey, if a girl cheats on you, choke her. If she talks back to you, choke her, punch her. According to the Daily Mail, that's what he says. And according to what we just heard, we can pull more audio like that. So I can separate those things and say, yeah, that's abhorrent. That's bad. He needs God. He's got a massive sin problem. The worship of money is a sin problem. Uh, being involved in, in hitting a woman, even if it's consensual, is a sin problem. Uh, sleeping around the way he apparently fancies and promotes. And, hey, look at all the women who want to sleep with me because I'm a trillionaire, which he's not. Look at this. That's a sin problem. I can separate all that and say, yep, that guy's got a major sin problem. Yep, Satan's got a hold of that guy in a big way. Yeah, I can look at that. I can pray for Andrew Stiles. I can, I, I can have no cognitive dissonance when I say, and he's right about COVID. And he's right about the party. And he's right about divide and conquer. And that's why the party could not handle him on YouTube because Andrew Stiles is fine. YouTube is fine with a guy like Andrew Stiles with guns and money and champagne and sleeping around and hitting women and BDSM. They're fine with that because their platform has huge amounts of that stuff already. But here on the Tucker Carlson show, what makes Andrew Stiles into a dangerous mind? The um, dangerous minds. I do wonder about the, the wisdom, honestly, of my friend Zach Abraham from Bulwark Capital Management calling out the names of, of people like Larry Fink, uh, the boss at, uh, the, the boss at BlackRock. I, I, I do. I, I wonder about the wisdom of that. Or we talked the other day about Jamie Diamond with Citibank. And a thing that a, a, a dearly departed friend of mine told me that Jamie did to his bank. And I do wonder about the wisdom of that. I mean, Bulwark Capital Management's in the financial management business. They work specifically and best for people who are five to 10, maybe 15 years out from retirement because their focus is risk management. But then I think about this. If I were to go to Zach and say, hey, you know what? I love you coming on the show once a week, but maybe it's not a good thing for you to call out Larry Fink. I know exactly what I'd get, which would be, mm, uh, you think I'm going to stop? No. No, no, I know you're not going to stop. Right. Zach is protected because he puts on the full armor of God. There's that. But also because Zach made a decision about Bulwark Capital Management when he and his wife started the firm. She's the chief operating officer. And by the way, she is incredibly smart. When they made the decision to found the firm, it was going to be no longer are we going to play the 60-40 stock bond mix game. That's been the staple of financial planning for people. It doesn't work in this inflationary environment. No longer am I going to say, you know what? I'm going to pick winners and losers. No, I'm going to spread my bets on behalf of my clients. I'm going to make sure we have hedges upon hedges because I'm going to focus on risk management. You better believe we want to add to your wealth. You better believe that that is, a, that is the, why the firm exists. And adding to your wealth is great, 
until the bucket drops out, the bottom of the bucket is gone. That's why it's a risk management focus. So when Zach speaks the truth about people in the financial world who are mobbed up, he's not saying that he's perfect. He's not saying, in fact, that Bulwark's the only place you should put your money. That's insane. He says, yeah, the majority, sure, with Bulwark Capital Management, but you need to hedge. You got to have your money other places as well. What if I have a bad year before you retire? That's full honesty. If you are five to 10, maybe 15 years out from retirement, call Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. You can also go to knowyourriskradio.com. K-N-O-W, knowyourriskradio.com. The government requires me to tell you that investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management's an investment advisor representative, Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. So Tucker Carlson, having the nose for news, um, decided to have Andrew Tate on his program. I don't really feel like I've exposed anything. Like I'm truly not a very political person. This is the first time someone's experienced this level of ban. I'm not particularly right wing. I don't vote. I mean, I obviously have my own personal views, but they didn't ban me for that. Um, They banned me simply because I had large swaths of the population agreeing to very traditional masculine values, teenage men and young and young men, 20, 30, 22, 23, 24, were looking up to me and aspiring to be like me. I have a very traditionally masculine life. I have fast cars and a big house and, and a lot of money and a beautiful girlfriend. And they thought they thought this was very, very threatening. And for some reason, they decided that it's better if they annihilate me from the internet and replace me with somebody who's more aligned with whatever they're trying to purport. Tell us what your message is to young men. Yeah, so I think that being a man is very, very difficult. I think that men's issues are largely overlooked. The people in charge of the world pretend to care, but when somebody who's championing men's issues like myself comes forward and finally manages to garner huge percentiles of the public support, I'm silenced. So they're not really interested in men's issues. And there's a lot of young men growing up today that feel very disaffected. They feel invisible. The agendas that are being forced down their throats are not agendas they align with or they feel affinity to or agendas they want. And I basically just say to men, look, it's a very hard life. You're going to need to get up, work hard, go to the gym. Strong body is a strong mind. You're going to have to reject listening blindly to everything you're told. Reject the slave mind. Think for yourself. Get a strong network of brothers, work aside them. Don't tolerate low quality people in your life, which means don't tolerate men who just smoke drugs and play video games or men who are disloyal or dishonest. By extension, don't tolerate women or girlfriends who are disloyal or dishonest and try and build and create a reality full of high quality people in which you can resist the programming that the matrix tries to uh, influence you with and grow up truly happy. And What happens is when I say these things, they ignore 95% of what I say. They ignore me saying that you need to avoid low quality men. And they take the bit where I say avoid women who are dishonest. And then they put it on a a reel, a very short three or four second clip. And then they say I'm a misogynistic person and I'm dangerous to women and I need to be banned. It's pretty easy to make the misogynistic claim when Andrew Tate is on video talking about taking a woman by the neck and choking her and punching her. That's that's misogyny. That is, it's violence and it's wrong. Or hey, if your girlfriend does something bad uh, and upsets you, then go sleep with her friends, go have sex with her friends. That's that's a pretty easy case to make. But the slave mind, what what is that? When he's talking to young men, he's doing something that the party can't stand. And that is that Andrew Tate is saying you can change you. Now, Andrew Tate's missing God, so there can't be any substantive change. I never hear him speak of the Lord. I I would conjecture by his behavior, he doesn't know the Lord. I think that Andrew Tate, if he came to know the Lord, could be perhaps like an apostle Paul, because Paul was going around killing Christians. 
and being involved in the killing of Christians. Perhaps Andrew Tate could be someone like that. He's persuasive. He's good looking. He's got all sorts of attributes in that regard. But it is apparent to me that he doesn't know the Lord. But he is speaking about self-empowerment. What did we start the podcast talking about? Dangerous minds. Your mask protects you. My mask protects me. No, thanks. I'm good. No, no, no. Your mask protects you. My mask protects me. Yeah. Yeah, you're wearing a mask, so you're protected. I don't need to be protected from a, uh, from a cold. Thanks, though. Wait. I'll say it again. Your mask protects you. My mask protects me. Right. And I'll say it again. You are wearing a mask. Therefore, you're fully protected. I, I am fine getting the virus. It's a cold. I'll survive. It's 99.87% survival rate. In fact, I'd rather get it sooner than rather than later. So I, I could just get it over with. Party can't have that. That's a dangerous mind. Party can't have people going, wait a minute. Five states? 4.30 in the morning? When you'd stop counting votes? That's when Joe Biden caught up? And we're supposed to say, yeah, that's, that seems not fishy. They can't have that. That's a dangerous mind. Wait a minute. The FBI partnered with Facebook to, to, to sway an election, to rig an election, but, but they would never help, let's say, change votes? They're, they're willing to work with media to rig an election. But the line would stop for them at actually, let's say, hacking an election. They, they, could, they could never, ever do that, right? See, those are the thoughts they can't have. Because those thoughts they've tried so hard to stomp out but somehow they can't get them to go away. And the reason they can't get them to go away is because God gave us skepticism. God gave us the ability to question. God gave us his word. God gave us his example. So in doing that, God expects us to use our minds in these ways. He expects us to apply this stuff. That's the dangerous mind. So you have a dangerous mind and the party recognizes that. And part of that's really fun to be thought of as having a dangerous mind. But part of it's really dangerous in itself because of what the party intends to do. But the fact that we've come this far means I don't think they're gonna get us. I think we've got the full armor of God. I do remember though, I do remember models of manhood. I do. There's lots of ways to be a man. And I wanna talk about one in particular in a moment. I wanna mention my friend, John, who is the father of Alan at alansoaps.com. Um, Alan's, Coming out, of, he came out of surgery on Tuesday this week. I'll get an update, I hope, from his dad today as to how Alan has done multiple surgeries he's going to face in his life because of the way he was born. Um, and because he's so high up on the autism spectrum, he's limited into how he can talk about these things. Although his mom understands him. I love that so much. John, his dad says, yeah, I, I don't understand Alan as well as his mom does. Um, Alan can't really form sentences, but he can invent soaps. And John took one way of being a man. What's his skill set? Starting businesses. He's done it time and again. He's been enormously successful and he wanted his son to work. That's the genesis of Alan Soaps. That's why it exists because he wanted his son to have a place to work. When his son started to show that he is fruitful in labor, 
and very creative and inventing scents of soaps you can't get anywhere else. John was thrilled. Wow, not only does my son work like putting things in boxes, my son invents. Yes, God gave my son the spirit of invention. He has that. That's thrilling. So they partner. And John has shifted his focus from wealth to building a company for his son to this. How about a dare to the rest of the world? Well, other companies are paying for abortions. And why? It's cheaper. They don't want employees with kids. They got health insurance to cover. Alan Soaps at alansoaps.com slash Todd is saying, no, we didn't abort our son and we're not, we're not even going to think about aborting kids. Our son works. He's a creative force. You guys could do the same thing. It's a dare to other companies. How is it that we can make money and find ourselves in retail stores? How is it that we can promote the, 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 the Herminator sub 10% off? You go to alansoaps.com, A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd. How is it that we can give people 10% off? Six bars of soap, a soap rack, soap pouch, and a fluff, all at a 10% savings on a six-month subscription plan. And you guys say, oh, well, we can't afford it. We need to use robots. They're daring the rest of the world, the rest of corporate America. Hey, look at us. We value all life. It's alansoaps.com slash Todd. My grandpa was not, um, I don't ever regard him as having been physically imposing. I didn't know him when he was young. I, so to be fair, I didn't know him when he was, he, he could have been physically imposing. He was a man quiet until he was telling stories. <laughs> My grandpa loved to tell stories. Uh, it's, there's this great legend, and I know it to be true that because I'd, I'd done it with him. My grandpa and my grandma would walk the neighborhood. The same walk would take my grandpa an hour. It took my grandma 20 minutes. Now, it's not that grandpa couldn't walk. Grandpa was stout into his very old age. I remember in his mid-70s, late 70s, pulling up on a Christmas weekend. And my grandpa was on top of his roof with four feet of snow sweeping it off. My dad flipped popped out of the Jeep and said, dad, what are you doing up there? I'm sweeping the snow off the roof. Get off of there. And he said to me, get up, get up there, get up there, get your grandpa down from me. You go sweep the roof. If you fall, you're not going to die. You're not going to break a hip. So that was my grandpa. Not physically imposing, loved to tell stories. And a man, a man in full. He lost his first wife and I think very quickly married his second wife. It was the woman I knew as my grandma. I didn't get to know my birth grandma, my biological grandma. There's lots of ways to think of my, my, my grandfather as masculine. He didn't graduate junior high. He worked 30 years at Graybar and retired as a valued regional sales head. He was on the board of a bank and he didn't graduate junior high. He helped start a utility company and was on the board of the utility company and he didn't graduate junior high. He saved for us because he was a depression era man. He saved for us. He bought us uh, full, full life insurance, whole life insurance. I was a fool at 18 and got rid of an absolute idiot. Idiot. Be millions and millions of dollars now. Fool. And he mended socks. Yeah, he mended socks. Yep, grandpa could go down, chop down trees. Grandpa could go hunting. Uh, grandpa could make it around in the Blue Mountains. Grandpa could go snowmobiling. Grandpa, in his, in his late 70s, wanted to come out and help us put the new roof on the cabin. We wouldn't let him, but he wanted to. Grandpa was a hard worker. And grandpa mended socks. In that gap between the time when he married the woman I knew as my grandma and the death of his beloved first wife, there was no one else to mend socks. My mom tells a story. She was dating my dad at the time and she went over to get dad for a, a dance or something. It was late or there were, no, I think they were coming home from a dance. My dad went inside, invited my mom in to have a cup of coffee or whatever. And my mom tells the story 
of looking into the kitchen. And there was grandpa with a pile of socks and a needle and thread. A man does what needs to get done. You think my grandpa liked mending socks? It's not man's work. But absence, the mom, it was a man's decision. My grandpa came from an era where it was very difficult for men to speak to men emotionally. I had to tell him at one point about a terrible thing that had happened in my life. And it was deeply embarrassed. And since the story involves other people, I've never fully told it on, on podcast or radio. But I had to call my grandpa. I was going to need his support. Not financial, but emotional and some other things. And I remember I told him about it. He and his grandma, he and his wife, the woman I knew his grandma were on the phone. I mean, she was my grandma. I was on the phone, both of them at the same time. And I remember sharing that with them and my grandma saying, well, that's just terrible. I'm so sad. My grandpa was silent. And then my grandpa said this, well, Toto, there's an old saying, things ain't so bad. They can always get worse to the, from the day we're born till we ride in the hearse. Uh, well, Toto, I guess we love you. A man does what needs to be done. And at that moment, I needed to hear that from my grandpa. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. There are toxic men. <laughs> my grandpa felling trees on his property. My grandpa going hunting. My grandpa putting roofs off and on is just as masculine as my grandpa sitting down the men's socks because there was no one else to do it. And a man does what needs to get done. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be mindful that the Bible contains everything we need to know about being the father that God wants us to be and the husband God expects us to be. 